everyone. Welcome to the Rev TC Views podcast. Thank you for joining me in studio. This is, if this is your first time, a warm welcome to you. And this is the program Reverend Tashid Talks, and I'm your host, Reverend Tashid Campbell. It is always my pleasure to remind you that a good God can do great things in your life. Co-host, my co-host Wayne Plummer is in the house. Hi, Wayne. Hey, hi, Rev. I'm in the house for sure. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm great. I'm on top of the world. I'm looking All forward right. to this discussion, especially, <laughs> especially uh, the fact that you have a special guest. I think. Yes, we actually will be having a special guest. He should be joining us anytime now. Right, so I'm looking forward to, to hearing from him. Yes, that's Minister Christopher James. That's his name. Okay, I'm all ears, so I'm here, poised and ready. All right, so welcome to those who are in the studio. I see Lady Wren has joined us. That explains why the place sort of felt a little hotter than before. <laughs> Rene is turning up the heat. Yeah, Come never, on, see without, never see smoke without fire. Definitely. All right. So here we are. And tonight our topic is lonely won't leave me alone. And of course, we'll be having some, I, I see persons are joining the studio. Welcome. Welcome to those who are in our studio audience. It is great to have you. So lonely won't leave me alone is our topic, and we will be we'll be having another person to join the conversation. You know, as soon as he is on and connected, then I will introduce him to our studio audience. So, Wayne, the pandemic continues. The pandemic sure. continues. Do do you think that this pandemic is going to go away anytime soon? Well, at the at the beginning of the pandemic, the experts did estimate that it would take at least two years before we got it under control or oh. it burnt itself out. If it, sufficient people get um, infected, then or a vaccine is um, a work of the vaccine is discovered to take at least two years for it to be, um, to be brought under control. So I'm working with that timeline. Oh, okay. So definitely not by the end of this year. So we just have to live with it for now. Yes, because um, if you've been keeping abreast of the news, you'll see that in Europe, uh, the numbers are climbing again. Oh, my. In places, like, in places like England, Spain, France, the numbers are beginning to skyrocket again. So some places are instituting um, new restrictions and others are contemplating them. Okay. 
I see Minister Chris has joined the show. Welcome and good evening. Thank you for hanging with us. Good evening. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Let me just tell our audience who you are. So joining our conversation is Minister Christopher James, and he is a licensed minister under the Jabula International Ministries. I hope I'm getting these words correctly. And a proud member, he says, of Rama Christian Center, Bronx, New York. He is a motivational speaker and teacher. And Minister Chris is a New York State chaplain, author, and a copywriter and editor. And he is also the CEO of High Place Communication. So welcome to the show, Minister Chris. Again, it's so good to have you. Good to be here. Great. So we were just talking about the pandemic and whether or not, you know, we think it's kind of going away anytime soon. So, so we, want to, we want to pretty much set the stage now and get right into the conversation. And I'm going to ask Wayne to share some COVID-19 related statistics with us as we are going into, you know, our conversation about loneliness. We want to set the stage by looking at some numbers. Okay. Welcome, Rev. Number two. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, uh, the name slipped me just now. So I had to Minister improvise. Chris. Yeah. Minister Chris. Yeah. The name. Yeah. Okay. Um, COVID nineteen, as we all know, has um been having some negative effects on personal in, and interpersonal relationships. Uh, I'm going to just give you some statistics on some of the the negative effects of COVID nineteen. Alcohol abuse. In Jamaica, the National Council on Drug Abuse, they reported that since between June and September, they had 200 calls to their National Substance Abuse Helpline. And that is compared to 50 for the corresponding period last year. Mm. So, so between June and September 2020, they had more than 200 calls. The same period last year, they had um, less than 50. That's like a 300% increase. Wow. And, they, and they believe that stress and anxiety caused by COVID-19 may be driving more people to the bottom. Mm. Where child abuse is concerned, Jamaica's Child Protection and Family Services Agency they report that at the beginning of the COVID-19 um, pandemic, when it hit Jamaica, in April, they had 82 cases of reports of child abuse. But by June, the number had jumped to 228. And they too, they're linking the increase to COVID-19. They're saying with um, stay-at-home, at-home orders and stuff, children are more at risk because the predators and the children are in the same space or, um, for extended periods. So the, the pandemic has definitely had a negative impact negative in a effect. number in, right. Right, in a number of areas. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, let the, me continue. Yes, Just go one ahead. Thing. Mental health. In the U.S., uh, a poll was conducted um, in mid-July and, and they found that 53% of adults in the United States reported their, that their mental health has been negatively impacted due to worry and stress over COVID-19. Mm -mm. Yep. 
domestic violence. Right. Trinidad in Trinidad, the police reported that in March 2020, they had 203 reports of um, domestic violence compared with 42 same time um, in 2019. And let me just tell you something about loneliness now, since that's what we're going to be focusing on. Right. A survey in the U.S. by Cigna, Minister James should become familiar with Cigna. It's a global health service company. They did a survey yes. including 10,000 U.S. adults. They found that among that group, 70% of young adults reported being lonely at some times. 70% of 10,000 people. Uh, they also found that men, a higher percentage of men, 63% of men, were, were lonely compared to 58% for women. I wonder what's the, what's, what, what would have been the explanation there. <laughs> well, they, they didn't go into details. But look at this now. Um, the older, when they look at the older age group, 19% and 43% of adults age 60 and over. And many adults, 50, uh, loneliness affects between 19% and 43% of adults age 60 and older. Okay. Got that? Okay. Yes. So if, you're, yes. if they're 60 age and older, the, the, the percentage of people being affected by loneliness is between 19 and 43%. And adults over the age of 50 are at a higher risk of poor health from pro prolonged loneliness. Wow. So this is a real challenge. It's a reality of so many persons. And we want to talk about... To the, uh, so, Minister James, I want uh, Minister Chris, I want to bring you into the conversation now to kind of give us a picture of what loneliness looks like. What really is it? And, you know, how can a person tell that they are lonely? How do I know that what I'm feeling is loneliness? Well, loneliness is, you know, we have to realize first and foremost that loneliness is one of the most common and unpleasant emotions, right? That millions of people experience. For some, it may be passing, mm -hmm. while others, it's a recurring sense of sadness, desperation. Many people have different, many different um, symptoms of this. Okay. But the bottom line that we have to remember that it's all part of being human. It's mm -hmm. not something that just came with um, the pandemic. It's right. part of being human. But, but when you get to a point where it becomes, I would say, a disorder, which takes, scientists have proven it, it takes over six months to get to that state where it's now affecting your life that's when the problem comes in. And that's when loneliness, I would sit there and say, takes a back seat because it now produces depression. It produces um, many, many other um, characteristics and, and flaws in our human existence. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I would love, I'd want to quickly say about COVID-19 is that it has so many negative connotations to it that it's easy to become overwhelmed. 
Yes. But I would like to I'd like to offer a different focus because people are suffering mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally and spiritually because they all go together when it comes to this. But I like to look at it the other side of it because I know hundreds of people who have been who have lost family members, loved ones. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been to the funerals, you know, and where you only have 10 people can go into the funeral home. You, you can't even go to the cemetery at the gravesite. I've been there. But my question now is what have we learned from COVID-19? Because I don't believe COVID-19 is, if we focus on the bad things, then we are, those people who are in, in a lonely state are going to stay there, stuck. Right. But I like to ask, also ask a question, or just say, just say to you, COVID-19 exposes where we are. It exposes who we really are. Mm. It really exposes stuff that you never knew about yourself, you never considered. Right. And I see it happening every single day. And this is but common with any crisis, yeah. Any crisis. Yeah. And you see, one of the underlying factors of loneliness, too, is that there is fear. Fear of the unknown. You know, I know, the, you know, we are believers here, and the Bible tells us, you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Why would he say that? Because fear is real. Mm -hmm. It's an offshoot of all these things, you know. And um, I think that loneliness brings up, it's like you pour water into something, and everything at the bottom is brought up to the surface. And we now, it's, it's now on us to look at those things and see what the effects are on our own lives and the lives of the people around us. Because what you do is going to affect the person next to you. Yes, and, and I want to, I want to, because one of the things that I have been considering is that feelings of loneliness can be as a result of different situations, you know, yes. and you spoke about people mm -hmm. losing loved ones. So there is the absence of loved ones that can cause the, the, the loneliness. But then when I think about how does the pandemic connect to these feelings of loneliness, because I think some persons didn't realize, you know, the state that they were in, that they were just one pandemic away, if I can call it that, from being lonely. And it causes me to wonder about the quality of our relationships. Could it be that sometimes feelings of loneliness are as a result of uh, you know, deficiencies in rela social relationships that we have and, uh, you know, just a feeling of being disconnected from people because all along we were social butterflies and going around and talking with people, but we were not making meaningful connections. So now when we can't be exactly. out there as much as we used to be, we're home, then nobody's calling, we have nobody to call, and uh, now we're really feeling lonely exactly and you know you're absolutely right with that there are people who have not um shown themselves friendly right and so they they have no meaningful relationship they have no one to call on so they're in a worse bind because in certain cases you can't leave your house you can't go anywhere if you go anywhere there's nobody out there but you 
Right. And it's, it's that serious. So what do you do in those situations? And that's what people are being faced with right now. And that's what we want to talk about. How can people now cope with loneliness? And we want to offer some hope. But I also want to add in this discussion, you know, that sometimes we are quick to say, you know, the Lord God Almighty, he is with you and he promised never to leave you nor forsake you and that kind of thing. And that is a fact. We take God mm -hmm. at his word, but you can be sweetly saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and still and feel still lonely. lonely. Yeah, of course. You know, you and, and yes, go ahead. You can feel lonely in a crowd. In a crowd, yeah. And you can you feel know, lonely so... in a marriage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> so, so, so we have to really point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So consider now, you were in that state before COVID. Mm. Now it's exacerbated. Now it's yes. it's worse. And mm -hmm. the person that you don't want to talk to, they're in your face every day and every night. Nobody's going ah. to work. Nobody's going to school. You're stuck. Yes. How do you turn that around? It takes deliberate action. It takes something inside of you that say, look, you know, we can't do this any longer. Something has to shift. But it mm -hmm. takes, you see, sometimes these crises come and bring a positive effect. It yes. fixes, it shifts so, things, mm -hmm. it fixes things. Mm -hmm. And that's the mindset because people who are in that state are normally very pessimistic. But if you can just find it in yourself because you, you're, you're feeling miserable, you're feeling hurt, you're feeling lonely. And of course, there's so many factors that create that loneliness too because there are those people who have lost people. There are those people who all they did all their life was just go to work, come home, go to church, and they just stayed by themselves because there was so much lack of trust with people trust in relationships so they, they decide i'm going to get my house or get my apartment and just be alone and they're yeah. satisfied with that but now with this crisis this crisis it brings up a, a different um mindset a different circumstance that you yeah. can't just ignore it you you have to deal with it that's true and this is an important uh point because so many persons they can't some persons can't deal with it and and so we would have seen an increase in the in the suicide rate too not only in general but even among children preteens and teenagers because they they just being away from their friends and so on you know if this is not a conversation exactly. that people are willing to open up a boat, then we don't even know how our children and other people are processing this. And some of them are they're just that they're just not mentally there to be able to to handle it and to wait out this pandemic season with all the restrictions of isolation and and you know quarantining and all of that. So you know it is a very serious thing. And I want us to move right into ways how can we 
cope with loneliness? And I want to ask a, a, a question right up top there, and then we move into some more, <laughs> some more practical ways. Would it be advisable? Because some people feel that, you know, especially single women, single men in the church, would it be advisable to jump into a romantic relationship, for instance, thinking that that will cure your loneliness? I would say no. No. Because um, your, the, your, your motive would be wrong. And um, while you might, you might gain some short-term benefit from such an arrangement, I think ultimately it's going to prove to be detrimental. It's, it won't last. That's right. right. So I just needed Absolutely. to get that out of the way because I know that, you know, some persons may be thinking along those lines. You know, sometimes people are quite frivolous about uh, how they can take care of these things because they have become so accustomed to putting a band-aid on a wound that needs more mm-hmm. attention than that, you know? So we have to get to the heart of the matter, the core of the issue, and and, and attack it from there. Definitely. So I want to, to share some ways in which people can cope with loneliness. And I did some reading and speaking from my own experience as well. And if there is anything that you gentlemen would like to add as I go along, please feel free to do so. Now, the first uh, the first advice or recommendation that I would make or, you know, find creative ways to spend time together. Find creative ways to spend time together. You know, some persons have become so locked into fear that they are not going anywhere. They're not touching base with anybody. And, you know, every time you talk to them, COVID-19 or or coronavirus is is on the tip of their lips. But you have close friends and family that you could make arrangements to visit with but maintain the physical distancing you know Mm -hmm. if that is the case but then there are other ways you can watch an online movie together with someone you there are lots of online games that you could play together you know you just link up in that particular space and one of the things that i've been telling all my friends you can do video calls rather than do a regular call do a video call because it is it eases the impersonal nature of of what's happening now and you know we're not getting to see each other in person anymore i can see you on a video call so you know do that instead of a regular call and and i think that those are some things in alignment with getting creative about how you spend time together that could help with uh coping with the loneliness is there a distinction to be made between physical distancing and social distancing? I think there is. Uh, I read an article recently where a, so- a social uh, sociologist was making the distinction that you can be physically distanced from somebody but still remain socially connected. And right. And now that we yeah. have. Uh, technological means of communicating. I can be in Jamaica physically distanced from uh, Minister Chris, but I can still be socially connected to him via Facebook, um, the same video call you just mentioned. Scores of methods we can use to be socially connected, although we are physically distant. Right. Unless you have a flip phone. <laughs> well, yeah. 
right, um, those they still make those. I don't. I don't think any of our listeners is familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I see Lady Ren making a comment in the studio chat. She says that there's a difference between being alone and being lonely because some people Definitely. like to be alone by them. You know, bad to like to be by themselves, but they they don't feel lonely, and that is a fact. Mm-hmm. That is a fact, you know, because uh, before God made Eve, Adam was alone, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, but he was preoccupied and, and so on. And then God was the one who said, you know, I think he needs a help meet. And so he created Eve then and there. So you can be alone and meaningfully engaged and have meaningful interactions and so on with persons. And you do not have the feeling of loneliness. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But um, I just want to add that um, that sort of, it is okay when you voluntarily, when you deliberately decide that you want to chill out by yourself. Now, when this loneliness is enforced, because even the person who likes his own time, there comes a time when he wants to socialize. Yes, true, so, true, true, true. He's in, true. He's in control of that situation. But now with COVID-19, with these stay-at-home orders, uh it's enforced on you so it it has a totally different effect on you now because it's not you deciding that i want to be alone for a while and then later i'm going to go out and socialize you know right. another in control right right and i see another comment by winner saying that how about creating social activities and from what I read there, there's another idea too. Families can create WhatsApp groups and have activities within the group so you stay connected to your family via that way. Wherever in the world that they are, you can all come together in that one space and you can do Zoom calls and so on. But you can also utilize social media is what uh, this person is saying to combat the loneliness, especially mm-hmm. among single Christians. And are Christian singles. And I want to say, be careful how you use the social media too, because people tend to put the glowing side of their lives on social media. So mm-hmm. it is important not to compare what's going on with you with that mm-hmm. person, because that would make you feel worse <laughs> if Definitely. you think that, you know, so the, the comparison must be left out of the equation for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I'd like to comment on that also. Go ahead. Um, couple of things um you had mentioned about you know find close friends and families yeah to socialize with but i have to be the devil's advocate because what if the person the individual does not have a good relationship with their family mm. and so it's even more difficult because it because mm-hmm. that's a reality for most people and that's also a reality when it, when it comes to f- friends some people are just totally isolated all their lives. And so there again, it, it really you know, gets worse for that person. And um, you know, I've seen where even the church has a role to play, but how that role is, is um, enacted is, is also tricky because so many people in our culture are used to just saying, just pray about it, T- talk to God or leave it at the cross or some something like that. But you know what? I say, I would suggest it's not enough to just simply pray. Because, you know, the Bible says, the fervent effectual prayer for righteous men avails much. But one word stands out to me 
is the word effectual, which means it's effective. But how is it going to be effective? We can't just pray any prayer. For prayer to be effective, I would suggest it has to be strategic. It has to be fueled by a need. It has to be focused on a on a, on a situation, and you yeah. focus on that. Don't just don't just pray. That's aimless, you know. And um, your points are good about what to do, and you know, COVID for some people, you know, who have not lost family members who have not lost, who haven't gotten ill, has actually been a blessing because they never knew, as I said earlier, COVID brings out where you are and what you and who you are. There are people who have written books during COVID, written songs. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who have found created new careers. True. People who have you know discovered so much about themselves. And they even discovered, when it comes to God, how deep and how how um, strong, if I could use that word, their relationship was with him. So it exposes a lot of stuff. And for the people who are lonely, first of all, you need to normalize the loneliness. You're not alone, and it's not something that you experience by yourself. Right. It's not unique to you. Yes, it's not your right. Yet. Exactly, it's not unique to you. And it's normal. Mm-hmm. You need to relate the loneliness to your connections. You know, fine. You may not be a person who's always openly friendly. Don't have a, lot, have a lot of friends. You're not close to family. But then, there comes a time when you know, because it's easy to look at that. I have no friends. I have no family to talk to. And then you end up feeling like. I'm being rejected. I nobody cares. Mm-hmm. But that's a time when you need to make that call. Right. That's you need to make that call. And, yeah. 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 You need to make that call. Take initiative. And and I would advise don't even talk about the COVID if you don't have to. Because then everybody's facing COVID. Everybody's dealing with COVID. And you don't want it to turn into a pity party. And it and then you both now get depressed. God, the situation looks hopeless. You know, oh, it's no. a dangerous thing, but it's, so it's, it's very tricky. You know. Yes, I. So I agree. you know, you have to be careful how we even socialize. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And and I agree with that. Uh, to add to what you have just said, Minister Chris, uh, is that in coping, you said make that phone call. And what I want to add is that. Persons must prove themselves to be friendly. They should check in with others regularly. So, yeah, start calling some persons, connect with some people who you've yeah. lost touch with for a long time. And what that and does... Point. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just one more thing I want to add. As you just mentioned it, we need to start looking at... Take the focus off of how you feel. Take the focus off of what you face and look to other people care about, yeah. turn that concern to somebody else who you haven't seen in a while. Are they okay? Once you start pouring out or giving out of yourself to other people, you take that negativity off of yourself and you'll be surprised mm-hmm. how much that will lift your spirit. Mm-hmm, because you're that's, caring for another human being, yes. That's true, Reverend Tasha, because one of the, the coping methods um, I've discovered during my research is volunteering to harm to help others 
I mean, within yeah. the constraints yeah. of the COVID-19 protocols, this is, um, that's another way, not only just to keep busy, but as, as um, Reverend Chris said, Minister Chris said, yeah, it helps you to take the attention off yourself and focus on others. Right. Good. So, when, and, and then to, just to finish the point about checking in and calling persons and connecting with people you've, you, you haven't seen or connected with for a while, that when you, so when you're actually feeling lonely, when you, when you call somebody to talk during those times, it will not seem very out of place because you would have been connecting even before that. Because as I think yeah. Minister Chris said earlier, that sometimes, you know, it can be that it's in passing and then when it becomes dangerous is when you are kind of stuck in that feeling of loneliness and then other things come and you know sometimes it's 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 good to just talk about it tell someone that you trust you know without comparing yourself to other people that hey i'm feeling a little bit lonesome and you know just talk about it and and that can can be helpful as well but two more things i want to just say is that uh, persons can also look at some of the things that they enjoy doing and do some more of that so whatever it is that you enjoy doing, do some more of that and learn something new. You know, as Minister Chris said, some persons have written books, businesses have come into being in the, in the midst of this crisis or pandemic. And so persons can seek to form new habits and they can do something that they have been putting off all along, like writing that devotional or that book that you would have been talking about for some time now. So, you know, there are ways that you can deal with the, the loneliness and it is important to, you know, reach out in one way or the other. And the church is very important in this, you know, your church family and church friend. You know, some people are members of churches and they have been going to church all along, but they have they have no meaningful friendships or connections within the church itself. And so, you know, it is, it is just, um, sometimes it's a sad situation for some persons, but if you show yourself to be friendly, then, you know, things will begin to improve on your end. Definitely. True. True. Another point on that is that, um, you need to direct compassion and tenderness towards yourself. By that, I mean, you know, first of all, the focus has always been going on the outside, trying to reach out to people to connect with. But what about right? Look around your house, look around your apartment, look around your room. When last have you cleaned up the room? Engage in activities that will make you feel good. A cluttered mm -hmm. room or a cluttered house is a cluttered mind. Help to clear your mind by doing stuff that you know it's going to be meaningful when you're done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good Learn one. to cook something. Go on YouTube. Learn to cook something you never cooked. You always love, but you, never, you couldn't do it before. You know how many people, I know a lot of people, I know somebody just learned to cook oxtail by YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but it works. Okay. And they felt so good, and it did taste good. All right. You know, but, so there are things you can do to motivate yourself. Because, again, loneliness is a state of mind. It's not something that's alive. It's real because we made it real. But we can overcome it. 
Yes. Definitely, yeah. Yes, we can definitely overcome it. And with that said, we just want to leave a final word with our listening audience. Is there, what would, what would you, what advice, recommendation, or final word would you give? I want to uh, ask Minister Chris that question, and then Wayne, if you have any final words, and then we can, we are almost at the end of our show. Okay. So, Minister Chris, final word. Final word. Okay. Um, loneliness, again, is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. And it, it leads you step by step down a very dangerous path. It goes from loneliness. It goes, from, goes to anxiety. It goes to fear. It goes to depression, suicidal thoughts. And it just, and the worst of all, it draws you. It's meant to just to draw you away from God, and mm. you have to be proactive in your approach to your own life. Yeah, you can be stuck in a mindset, but then at some point, you have to recognize that that's not what you were meant to be. That's not where you were meant to be. Your purpose is greater than that. So we have to literally. Put aside pride. A lot of people who are stuck in this in this realm have a lot of pride. And one of the dangerous things that they do, they don't ask for help. For help, yes. Mm-hmm. You've got to ask for help. If you feel you need help. If you're stuck in something for too long, ask for help. Because that just means you can't help yourself out of it. Mm. You know, and our 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 and our our culture sometimes makes that a taboo topic. I don't want to talk to a counselor, but yet yeah. you get married, the pastor wants to counsel you. So there's a place for everything, and you just got to use wisdom. For you, you matter, and that's mm-hmm. the key. You matter, so you got to do things that will create an environment around yourself that will lift you up, always lifting you up. Amen. Amen. Okay. Wait. Yes, where I'm concerned, I just want to piggyback on what um, Minister Chris said, but from a slightly different angle. Uh, Loneliness is something that has to be addressed. If if someone finds themselves being constantly lonely, it is something that you need to address. Because research research has shown that prolonged loneliness is associated with increased risk of premature death. Um, The effects are similar to smoking, alcohol consumption and obesity. So it's not something to be taken lightly. It has, um, co- it has implications for your overall health. Uh, loneliness has also been shown to, um, it can cause elevated an elevated risk for heart disease and stroke. And it is associated with increased visits to doctors and increased emergency room visits. So if anybody listening, if you are you find yourself being lonely regularly and going through prolonged patches of loneliness, you need to start acting on some of the stuff that um, Reverend Tashi mentioned or you can cope because it could have a, a negative effect on your overall health. And that's my final word. Amen. And uh, in conclusion, I want to leave first Peter 
5 verse 7 with our listening audience to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares, he cares. for you. And you know, I want to just mm-hmm. reiterate the fact that we need social relationships too and to pray to that end and then show yourself to be friendly. That is important. That's our talk for today. Thanks to my co-host Wayne Plummer and special guest Minister Christopher James for stopping by. Studio audience, you were great. Thank you so much for all your contributions and for stopping by to hang with me. If you want to be on the Rev TC Views mailing list, please send us an email at revtcviews. That's revtcviews at gmail.com. You'll be kept in the know for the live shows and other events that are coming up. And I invite you to follow the Rev TC Views podcast so you will get notifications whenever there's a new episode. Thank you for keeping me company. Until next time, I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. <laughs>